Well, I have made it here to Zion National Park, outside of Springdale, Utah. And this is going to be the last stop on the tour. More on that in a minute. But, first my thoughts on camping. I am camping here in the one of the two campgrounds. It's called the South Campground, but it's actually further north than the other campground. Uh, go figure that one. But, uh, yeah, I'm actually easy walking distance from the visitor center and um, directly on the bike path. Um, you have to literally cross the bike path to get from the road to my site, um, which is, um, you know, the road in the campground, which is very nice. And, um, yeah, I'm here, and there's, there's a lot of smoke around because of fires, campfires. And apparently this is the last night that campfires are allowed because there's a fire ban going into effect at midnight. Now, I don't know why you declare a fire ban and let it start at midnight, but um, for whatever reason, that's what's going on. And um, I, I've never been a big fan of the campfire. I don't think I... Well, I was going to say I don't know how to tend the fire, but I, I probably could figure it out. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, I am always a little afraid of getting too close. I actually... For my stove, I actually have one of those long blowtorch-type lighters so that, uh, you know, as opposed to the, the normal lighter, so that uh, I don't have to get my finger anywhere near the, the fire because I'm paranoid like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've never been a fan of the campfire. I don't know, you know, a lot of people, it's like they go camping, they have to have a fire, especially these car campers. Um, for me, you know, I'm biking all day, I'm working, I'm doing whatever, I want to lay in my tent. Um, especially when it gets dark, I want to get in my tent. I don't, you know, there's, there's, um, well, not really here. There aren't really mosquitoes here, but, you know, all kinds of biting flies and other insects, and I'm used to the mosquitoes in the East Coast. So, you know, I want to get in my tent before it gets dark. And, um, you know, and relax, lay here, do podcasting, whatever. Um, figure out some, uh, transportation, other things. Um, I got here about, uh, like a design, maybe two o'clock, yeah, a little, probably sometime between one and two o'clock, um, got to the campground, yeah, I went to the campground, and I figured it would be full, which it was, and so I was starting to ride around asking people if they wanted to share a site, and I had uh, asked a few people, no takers, um, and I was continuing around, and the campground host found me, and she was like, oh, can I help you, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to see if I can you know, find somebody to share a site, and she was like, well, we just had somebody who just left, so uh, I have a site open, do you want it, and I said, absolutely, so, and she was telling me that, uh, she said that um, it, we're not allowed to share a site, you're not allowed to share a site, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense, I guess you could share it with somebody that you arrive with, but you can't have somebody new come in, and I don't know why, it's the silliest thing in the world, um, especially because it's a more efficient use of space. But uh, for whatever reason, I wasn't going to argue because I was happy to get the site. So I booked the site for three nights. So I have it. Um, so that'll give me two days, two solid days to, to hike and hang around uh, Zion and, and bike as well. Um, the buses have bike racks and the shuttle buses go up the Zion Canyon Road. And there are no cars allowed there. So it's just buses and bikes, which is really cool. And the buses have bike racks, so you can do combinations of that. And uh, just being able to leave my stuff here is, is really nice. And then on Thursday, I guess I'll have to... I guess today's Monday, so that... Yeah, so that means I'm 
Thursday I'll have to uh, I'll figure out uh, what I'm doing by Thursday if I'm hanging around another day or if I'm going to go and um, I might go out and um, I don't know not sure what I'm going to do Thursday I may take off and you know finish the tour get the bus to wherever I'm going um, so I've been looking up options for that um, when I got into the park today I um, well, first of all, it was a pretty easy ride. I, um, Glendale. I started in Glendale, and uh, it was a cruise downhill through Orderville. I stopped there, um, got some groceries, and as I, uh, oh yeah, I think I recorded from there today. Um, so I'll save you all that stuff. Um, but I got, yeah, I got down to Mount Carmel, took a little break and some shade. There was actually, I thought there was going to be a hotel there, and there actually was not only a hotel but a whole bunch of little restaurants and cafes and a subway and a whole bunch of stuff. So I just hung out, and I saw those two German tourists again. I think they are somewhere here tonight. Today, actually, I was going to try to find them, but uh, I got distracted with getting a, getting an available site. So, uh, yeah, $20 a night I'm paying for the site, and Ross hopefully will be joining me tomorrow. So um, if he doesn't show up tomorrow, I'm going to be pissed because I could have gone to Kanab, Utah, um, which originally I was going to go there on the way to the Grand Canyon, but now that I'm not going... I could have deviated there, gone down. It's about 17 miles from where I turned off of 89 to come here. And so that would have added 34 miles round trip and could have gone there. But I knew that he was going to be here uh, either today or tomorrow. And, uh, you know, and, and we had planned to come this way. And so I just came here and I said, well, skip Kanab. But, uh, yeah, if he doesn't show up, I'm going to be, uh, not, not at him, but, you know. Just it could be a little annoying because I'm gonna be like, oh, I could have gone to Kanab. In Kanab, I would have spent several days, so I I didn't want to squeeze try to squeeze that in, but I wanted to volunteer at that animal sanctuary. Uh, but anyway, uh, came in the park. I once I got off 89, I had a climb for about a fairly gentle climb for about 10 miles. There's a couple of more serious short climbs in there, and then uh, once I kind of got to the little bit of a peak, I. Uh, cruise downhill for about the last five miles and into the park and then um, just cruise all downhill very very steep um, you lose a lot of elevation I think it's about it's about 6,000 feet elevation I think at the uh, at the east entrance where I came in and um, at the visitor center is a, in, or Springdale it's about I think it's about 33,500 feet so you, you lose a lot of elevation so it's uh, you know very fast. You come flying down, which is which is fun, um, but kind of annoying because I didn't really get to see that much. Um, you know, there's little viewpoints that you can pull over where the cars pull over and, and you can look. But um, I, I just you know it would have been nice to go a little slower. But uh, but I was kind of going fast. I, I had traffic there. There's no shoulder and a lot of curves. And then we get to the tunnel, which uh, bikes not supposed to be not allowed. Bikes and pedestrians are not allowed in this historic tunnel. Um, it's about a, mile, a little over a mile long. Um, and, well, there was one tunnel that was like 200 feet long that I came through, and then about a mile later, there was this big tunnel that, you know, and I knew I knew we weren't allowed. I was gonna try to, I was gonna try to just just go for it, and because uh, it was downhill, and I knew figured it'd be, be okay. But when I got close, there was uh, about 30 cars queued up at the tunnel entrance, and so I kind of pulled over to, off to the side, and with still enough room to get me to give me a running start once the car is cleared up but we were there about 20 minutes and nothing was moving and I'm not really sure why but um eventually i was just standing there and just 
getting a little annoyed because I was hoping I wanted to get a running start, but I, as the traffic backed up further and further, I knew that trying to get out and get a running start was going to be very difficult, if not impossible, and I didn't know if I would uh, get caught and prevented from going through. Um, I really just didn't want to um, try to have to hitchhike. That's the only thing. They don't they don't give you any kind of shuttle. They just tell you you have to hitch a ride. So um, I, I didn't want to have to take my bags off and everything, and just just for a mile, I figured I could I could do it. But uh, then there was a guy in an SUV that kind of he came over and he's like, or he was pulling out of a parking spot and he's like, hey, you want to ride through the tunnel? And I, I was kind of like, I kind of hedged a little bit and I was like, yeah. And so eventually I put my bike in that car, in, in his in back of his car, like a small SUV, I guess. Um, got the bike in there and I got a ride through the tunnel, two friendly people. Um, I can't remember his name, but I don't know. The other person's name was Elizabeth. I don't know. But they were very friendly and we were talking and they were doing a car, a car trip around the, around here are the parks, and, uh, yeah, so that was nice, so I got to ride through there, eventually traffic started moving, and, um, at the first point, I was unloaded, and, um, was able to cruise down, I was offered a ride all the way down to the visitor center, but I, I wanted to ride there, the rest of the road, so, uh, yeah, I got out, and, uh, I'm glad I did, because I wouldn't want to have to climb it, climb that road to go back, um, to do it again, so, yeah, and I just came down that road, big descent, and, came all the way, hung out at the um, foot of the Zion Canyon for a little bit, and then um, basically if you're looking at a map, it's uh, Route 9, goes east-west through the park, and there's a lot of switchbacks. Switchbacks are a lot of fun if you're going in the westbound direction because it's uh, seriously downhill, so um, going in the other direction would be uh, not, 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 not much fun, and uh, also a little dangerous because of all the traffic, but um, so that was a lot of fun. Hung out in the canyon for a little bit and um, down by the river. And then I went to the campground, got set up. And uh, after that, I just I went into the town of Springdale. I wanted to see what was going on there. Um, and it's a cool little town, I guess. Um, all the grocery stores are extremely overpriced, as uh, <laughs> like in Bryce. Um, you know, things that should cost like $1.99 or like $7. But... Uh, you know, I guess uh, I guess there's nothing you could do about that. You can't really complain about that too much. Just try to look for the, uh, the best price things and, and go from there. Um, but I did find a cafe that was listed on happycow.net, which is a listing of uh, vegan and vegan-friendly places. So I uh, I went in. I went in there. There were actually several of them listed on there, and they're all in close proximity. Um, but one of them is a cafe, and they had. Um, you know, sandwiches and wraps and stuff like that, and uh, they also had pizzas, which uh, looked like were easily veganizable, but uh, I, uh, and they had smoothies, smoothie was alright, I don't think it was real fruit, but uh, yeah, and then I got, a, I got a nice wrap, and they have a, um, what is it, tofu, uh, what do I want to say, like a, like a tofu scramble kind of deal, so I'm going to have to go back in the morning and get that. Um, I decided that since I'm not going to the Grand Canyon, I'm going to save about $200 on transportation costs alone um, that I can spend $100 while I'm here for a few days on food, which is not too far outside normal budget. Um, normally I spend between 20 and 25 on food, depending on whether I'm in town or not. Um, I'll spend more in town because you know, I might go to a cafe or food is more expensive, that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I just if I spend... If I can spend the hundred dollars in three days, then what that means is that gives me 
a uh, you know I can I can go eat once at a cafe, and um, and then I can afford to go to these grocery shops and like get a smoothie, and uh, so it's that just is nice, just a nice way to kind of end things. But more on that, I decided to. So Ross and I were talking uh, via text message. We actually haven't seen each other in a few days because he's, uh, I think he's somewhere between Cedar City and here right now. Um, and so, yeah, we haven't talked, but we talked by text a little bit. And he was, his dilemma, which we did talk about this before, is that he's trying to get to uh, Wisconsin and by, by way of Colorado. He has a bunch of stuff stored in Colorado. And uh, see, this is what I, I've run into in the past, and that's why I put my stuff in boxes and I weighed them and measured them and so they're ready to be picked up by UPS with really no without me being there but uh, you know this is, a, this is always a challenge when you're storing stuff and if you're not going back to it um, so he's trying to get to Colorado because he not only has stuff there but he has uh, he has a car there as well and uh, he wants to put his bike there he wants to leave his bike there and come back in Colorado in the near future so he's trying to figure out how to get over there and um, you know, for me, if I made it through to Flagstaff, then getting to California is really easy. But to get back to Colorado, where you want to go with, with the bike, um, uh, you know, Amtrak only unloads bikes at certain stations, and um, that particular line only goes to the corner, the southeast corner of Colorado, which is not really where it wants to go. And so, it's the whole thing is just logistically, it's kind of a nightmare. And um, we had figured out that if he went. Uh, if he finished the North Rim and or, or Zion and went into St. George, Utah, which is in the southwest corner of Utah, um, there's a bus that goes right up I-15, the main interstate highway, into Salt Lake City in about five hours, and it's bike-friendly. It's like an extra $10 to take your bike, and you just throw it under the bus. So in Salt Lake City, he can get the train that goes to Denver, which will put him where he needs to be. So it's just so much easier for him. And so he was talking about, you know, Thinking how so he was texting me that you know I want to skip the uh, thinking about skipping the Grand Canyon because of you know it's just so much easier to uh, to, to to do that and uh, you know the more I've thought about it I mean I've kind of been mentally done and I also thought that you know it's to climb you know it's a big climb to get to the North Rim and then the expense would be to you know we'd have to go and in the process of all this we'd have to go a couple more days you know do a a couple more times where we'd go two days I think without without a restock of food and water and I'm you know kind of had enough of that and we uh but but in terms of the cost it's you know we get to the north rim and the shuttle we were going to put our bikes on the shuttle to send down to the south rim because they said they would hold them for us there for a couple days so we could hike from north to south um that shuttle would cost a hundred dollars just for our bikes or I think, I think maybe 90 is what I'm remembering but and we don't even know if we can get permits to hike because we, you know, they, they apparently they sell out fast and it's, you know, it's been available for months now and we're, we don't really, I mean, I guess we could call. We just never really put the, the effort into calling to try to find out what the deal is with the, with the permits. But, uh, you know, if we get down there and we don't get a permit, then we'd have to, we, we would, or at least I would take the shot, I think Ross would too, because it's, you can't ride directly. You have to go around, and it's 200 miles from north to south via the road. Um, desolate, lonely miles. Like, there's no food and water along the way. So that you're talking about, like, five days uh, just being out there. And, uh, you know, that's not something I really was willing to do. So we would take the shuttle 
from the north rim to the south rim with our bikes. Uh, it'd be about $150 each uh, with our bikes. You don't have to go with our bike. And, um, you know, that plus then when I got to the south rim, I probably would want to take the shuttle into Flagstaff, which is $30. And, uh, you know, so just, just thinking about, about those costs and it's like, you know what, I'd rather put the money into other things. And, um, I don't, if I, I ask myself why, I, why I'm going to the Grand Canyon or, or why I would go to the Grand Canyon. And I think the, the best I could really come up with is like, you know, to finish the tour or to, you know, because I've, I've done a bunch of these national parks now and, you know, they're all they're kind of similar. I mean, yeah, it would be nice to see the view, obviously, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm kind of sick of these, you know, these crowded tourist areas, you know, I'm, I'm okay with crowds, but, you know, these crowded tourist areas, I've kind of had enough of that for a while. And so, you know, I'm happily, I'm happy to, uh, you know, skip that. I really wanted to get to Flagstaff, but, uh, and to Kanab, Utah, but, um, that I guess is not to be, I guess those will have to go on a future trip when I, if I ever do a big trip of the south, across the south, um, that would be, um, you know, in the winter, that would, that's when I would do it. And I would hit those then. So, um, you know, for me, I mean, when I get, I could go to Salt Lake and I can get Amtrak to California or I could go to, I was just looking on a, a website I found today, or I think I might have seen it before, but uh, called gotobus.com. And it's, uh, it just lists all these, it lists the schedules and tickets for um, a lot of the low cost bus carriers that exist out there. So that are, you know, not available through the Greyhound website, so, you know, a bunch of bus lines that I wasn't really familiar with, and I was looking at uh, a map, if you, if you're ever curious about this, you can search for U.S. Intercity Bus Map, and you can find that there's the, it's like the American Intercity Bus Riders Association or something like that, and they have produced a map, uh, a very detailed map of all of the buses, the, the intercity bus lines, and, and the train, the Amtrak train, um, all over the country. And there's a few other maps too, but but basically I, I use that I've, I've used that for quite a while actually as a resource in figuring out you know what the options are between cities because if you go to the Greyhound website and you try to you know all it gives you is you get to put in you have to put in I'm going from A to B and you can't you know and it's very difficult to figure out what the options are given that you know those given that uh, the only only being able to search in in that way. Um, and I'm kind of a map guy anyway. I like to know what the what the options are. So apparently, there's a bunch of buses I can take from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. Apparently, it's a pretty popular uh, popular run, and so I could do that for about forty dollars, and which is I think that's what I'm going to wind up doing. Uh, but I have a couple of days to think about that, and we'll see how that goes. I also have to figure out what I'm doing when I get to California. If I um, I was thinking today that maybe I do, uh, maybe I could do like a whirlwind tour of Southern California and spend like take a week and spend like a day in each of uh, San Diego, LA, uh, Santa Monica, maybe um, uh, what the hell is the other one? Um, you know, all the little cities around LA that I'm Anaheim, all these all these places that I'm like blanking on right now. But there's there's a ton of of cities around LA. And then, uh, so about a week of that, and then work my way up the coast, maybe a couple stops and uh, up the coast, maybe like Fresno and um, Stockton, and then into California, into um, San Francisco Bay Area, and then 
Um, I don't know. I have to. I really would like to do this tour from you know, Vancouver or Seattle down to San Francisco, and I have somebody who reached out to me through heard my interview on the Pedal Shift project, and reached out to me and said that she's starting a tour from Seattle to San Francisco in around. Um, you just said early July, and so I wanted to see if maybe that's something that might be uh, not just feasible, but maybe, but you know whether it's something that we would want it that we would want to ride together for a couple of days or more. Um, so we could yeah check that out. Uh, so I'm going to look into that. I'm, I'm just a lot of things going on, and I kind of have a couple of days while I'm I have two solid days for hiking here in, in Zion, and so while I'm on the trail, I'm going to be thinking about all these things and figuring out where to go next um, but for now it's uh, beautiful weather here in Springdale, Utah I, this morning it was, it was cold it was freezing um, there was definitely frost on uh, my stuff which uh, you know I'm glad I covered the things that I had on the table I'm glad I covered my bike bags with the uh, rain covers and I covered the uh, extra other things you know that I had on the table with my rain cover um, with the extra you know the big rain cover that I throw over the, the rack on the bike, you know, that it covers the sleeping bag and pad and all that stuff that's in the back. Um, so I'm glad I threw that over because that was, that was, you know, wet and, and cold and, you know, a lot of condensation on the inside of the tent, so it took me a while before I was able to pack up and get out of there. Um, but gradually it warmed up and, uh, and then, yeah, I got to Zion. It's probably, you know, it was like 90 degrees today and in Zion, you know, the sun is very, very strong and powerful, so, um, so we'll see how early I can get up and get going tomorrow and um, yeah, get out there and get a good day out hiking in. It is it is really great that they have this amazing su- shuttle system. Um, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say amazing. I haven't used it yet. Um, it looks really cool. It's actually They actually have kind of smallish buses. They're like almost like 30-feet buses. This is like transit nerd stuff. But uh, I don't know. Your typical city bus is 40 feet. So these are kind of smaller. These are like 30 feet. And they... Um, but they... They're articul- they're like uh, not articulated, but they're like coupled, you know, like how, how they have train cars and they put train cars together so that you have, um, so you might have a set of two train cars that operates as one with one driver, um, and that's what they have here. The buses that are just, you know, it's just it's a coupler in the middle and just two buses being driven by one driver, which is which is interesting. So I gotta I gotta ride it and check that out. But the shuttle system is basically they have one that goes from the visitor center, which is like right right adjacent to Springdale. And um, it goes up from there up to uh, by the campground. Well, no, I, the campground is walking distance. Yeah, so it goes from the visitor center up Zion Canyon, and um, seems to be some great great hiking opportunities up there, and biking opportunities there. They have bike racks, and, and as I said, it's only it's only buses and bikes on the road, um, on that road, so that's really cool. And and then they have so that dumps through the visitor center, and then. Um, it's a you know fairly short walk, I don't know, a few minutes walking um, through the. You have to go through the entrance and exit to the park, and then um, on the other side is the Springdale shuttle, which basically goes from from that visitor center to uh, all the way down south through the town of Springdale. So that and the idea is you know you park your car in Springdale and you you know just take the shuttle into the park, and uh, and it's really cool for somebody like me because it's like I you know Springdale's I was just there going through there today it's a two-lane road with parking and you know pretty you know pretty busy with um stores and and cafes and stuff so um you know it's a fine place to be biking but it's also um 
you know, it's also nice that you have that have that shuttle option that you can just get to basically anywhere you need to go in, in that town um, by by bus and without having to, to drive a, a car or, or I guess bike in this case, you know, if it's bad weather or whatever. One thing that I've thought about these national parks that have these shuttle operations is, you know, it's just like I've thought this about places like Breckenridge and, and uh, you know, other places that have, um, you know, these, these big seasonal influx, you know, or these, these big influx of tourists and they have these shuttle systems is that, you know, it's 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 great to have a shuttle in, in, in that local area, but what you really need to do is have good ways of, efficient ways of getting people in and out of the area. So, you know, um, you have, like, here, here you have, okay, so they have the shuttle that goes to Springdale, you can park your car in Springdale. But, you know, what are we doing to try to make sure that people aren't, that there, there aren't all these cars driving to Springdale in the first place? Um, and it's difficult, it's a big challenge with uh, the parks, you know, the way, with this situation is a big challenge because um, these all these parks in Utah, I mean, they're all you know, in pretty rural areas and uh, very remote areas. And it's not like they're all adjacent to towns that have good public transit. So it's that that would be a, a challenge certainly. But um, there are a lot of tour uh, tours and you know tour buses that and charters that come through and do this kind of the circuit. And so I mean I wonder if there's opportunities there. Um, that would be uh, an interesting thing to uh, think about for uh, transit nerds like myself, I guess. It's probably enough rambling for uh, one night. I plan to, well, tentatively plan to, on, on Thursday, ride from here out to uh, St. George, Utah, which is where the, I can get the bus. I actually can get the bus from here to St. George as well. Um, seems to be more frequent going from here to St. George than from St. George to Salt Lake. But I can um, I can get it here, but it's also about 1,500 feet uh, downhill from here to St. George, and it's about 40 miles, so I feel like that would be a nice, easy day ride. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, my allergies are still not doing great, so <laughs> in case you're here, in, uh, in case you hear why I, I sound kind of funny. Um, so, but if we, yeah, so I will see uh, see what happens. Uh, probably I'm going to head out of here on Thursday. I might decide to spend another day. We'll see uh, how that goes. I'm going to take a look at my budget. Unfortunately, I had a had a notepad that I was using for well, all kinds of things. I mean, if I make a little list of things I want in the grocery store, whatever. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, or things to you know things to look up when I get to the library, that that kind of stuff. Um, but I also had um, my list of expenses that I've been spending, and I unfortunately don't know what that is. So cannot. Uh, yeah, I've been missing it for several days now. And I have an idea where it might have been, but uh, I don't know that they would still have it. Maybe I'd give them a call. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I know that, uh, I think it was in the first 17 days, I spent $401 on food. So when I divide that up, come uh, come to about, I don't know, I think, it's, I think it was about $23. I'm not, I don't have a calculator in front of me now, but I think that was about $23 a day that I was spending on food in that first 17 days. And uh, it's probably gone down since then because that included Moab. That, that was up until we got to the ferry. Um, and I think it included the next day, um, Cross Lake Powell. So, you know, the few days after that, I didn't buy anything or very, very little. Um, and so, yeah, there was, I 
think the budget has it's probably gone down. Maybe I'll go up now that I'm in Springdale. But uh, yeah, I wish I, I really wish I had that notepad because I really wanted to um, figure out how much I'm spending on food. I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm gonna sign off here because this is uh, going on way too long. Hope you're having fun uh, listening to this, and if you have any. Uh, suggestions for bike tours, ideas, comments, questions, anything else, um, you can go to the website, criticaltransit.com, and you can reach out to me there. Or you can just drop me an email, jeremy at criticaltransit.com will be the best way to reach me, and I will get back to you within a few days, usually. Unless I'm in the middle of Utah, and then that might be up to a week. <laughs>